There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast for the second day of Color War 2017. The Warriors and Braves are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are normally put on each wooden breakfast table. They are normally the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor normally pours over the blue sheets to see what will happen today. But today was not a normal day. So this is not a blue sheet report, it is an orange color war schedule report, and I'm holding that in my hand. Just in case you were wondering, today's weather did not stay awesome, unless you like rain. Threatened all day long, and then finally a cloudburst right after dinner. Pretty solid raindrops, sustained rain for about 30 minutes. We tried to sneak in the final round of the day and got almost all the way there, and then it came back like a bad dream, and soaked the camp again. We did get through most of that round, however, and so we got rain finally. It means the grass may be slightly less brown when you get here, and we will remain unbowed, unbent, and unbroken. Little rain never stopped the color war. Today, at 7.15, Reveille sounded. 15 minutes early, the teams reported to their assembly areas and already skin the snake practice is starting to happen as well as song practice. The teams marched up to the flagpole as a unit. 7.45 and 8 o'clock was the first silent breakfast. In case you didn't know, at Color War, you cannot talk at a table if you are a camper. The sachem are spread amongst those tables and they look after the boys And the counselors are able to chat quietly about strategy and tactics and outmaneuvering the other team. Mostly what happens is the campers eat and try to communicate with each other using sign language, which is, of course, amusing. There is the mandatory inspection at 9.15. In the morning, we had the track meet and the swim meet and then the reverse uh, where the older boys went and did what they had not just done. So they started off with the youngsters doing the swim meet, groups two, three, four, and five. And then groups six, seven, and staff did track meet. Then it switched. We had a B.O.B., a Bob, World History. That's Brains Over Brawn. It's a quiz. And then silent lunch. And then our second full round. Group two boys had basketball. Group three had softball on Joy Field. Group four had modified volleyball. Group five, football. Group six, soccer. Group seven, tennis. Then there was a staff volleyball game. Usually everyone goes and watches the staff events. It's very exciting. The dinner hour approached at 5.30, an early dinner, so we could get a round in for the evening. After the silent dinner, round three. Archery for group two, also for group two, combined baseball throw. Group three, basketball. Group four, football. Group five, volleyball. Group six, tennis. And group seven, soccer. But then it rained all over us. At 6.30, it was pouring. We waited it out 30 minutes, and we were able to get the archery, combined baseball, basketball, football, 
volleyball, and soccer all in, but not tennis. Given the weather, we had to push into the evening, and so we were not able to do the rope burn this evening. So we finished with soccer. Everyone is back at the bunks right now, and the shield teams are hammering away in the wood shop on day one of their sojourn, of their intense creative process. Sawing and hammering is insisted to be stopped at midnight, and they would keep going if we let them. They would just keep rolling. So that's day two for Color War 2017. Tomorrow morning, it's day three, obviously, the first round of the morning. Group two has Gaga, three tennis, four archery climbing and squash, five handball, a Camp Cobbesey stalwart event, then baseball and around the bases. It's going to be a great morning. Weather looks like it's going to be awesome, and there's nothing like Camp Cobbesey after a hard rain. Smells amazing, looks amazing, is amazing. And that is your orange schedule report for day two of Color War. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cobbesey. And each day, of course, I make it out of the office and the breeze and sunlight of camp itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy. These are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Here's the scene. It has just finished raining. Everyone's got a whole bunch of delicious big ziti in them. Everyone had to wait 40 minutes for the rain to stop, and it's Group 7 soccer under the lights. This is some of the oldest council members in all of our sachem. These are boys who have known each other a long time. Maybe, depending on how you count it, they've known each other for most of their childhood. Camp is only four weeks long, of course, but when you get as close as these boys are, you're always interacting, they meet up during the year, and it's these boys playing soccer under the lights on a wet field. So in general, I was just struck with the camaraderie and the wonderful sense of competition. They were fiercely competing. This was worth a lot of points. And this is Color War after all, so they're after it. One of the features of Color War is that boys are all in Group 7 and they're playing different sports. So some of them are excellent at soccer. Some of them are excellent at basketball and football. Some of them baseball. Some of them in the waterfront. Some of them other stuff. But they all have to play. They're all in Group 7. So today, on the soccer field, there were boys who were excellent at soccer. They played all the time. It's their favorite sport. And there are other boys who are playing their hearts out and are not soccer players. But both teams have both excellent soccer players and people who are doing it because it's color war. And that's all in the context of our ethics of sportsmanship and brotherhood and also all these years. And I know this is going to be a strange anecdote to say because it's a funny moment, but I really felt like it was a cross-section of why this place is awesome. There is a ball that cuts loose across the middle. Someone knocks it down, and then a different defender pops it up, and it sails I don't know, a few yards off the 18. A soccer player would have volleyed it and then crushed it, but the boy who happened to be there, who shall remain nameless, did not do that. He didn't have those instincts. And so, to everyone's surprise, he just reached up with his hands and popped it with his fist as if he was the goalie. He just punched the, the soccer ball and then immediately snuck his hand back, snapped it back as if it had been stung 
and then started laughing nervously. And everyone sort of stopped and the ball bounced on the ground. Of course, the whistle went. And this boy started laughing and smiling and shaking his head, clearly embarrassed and maybe even mortified that this had just happened, that he'd punched a soccer ball in the middle of Group 7 soccer under the lights with everybody watching. And then the other boys started laughing, blue and gray, just a chuckle. And it wasn't one of those chuckles that has an edge. It was just a, I can't believe you just punched the soccer ball moment. And you could see this boy's shoulders on clench and smile and shake his head. And you could watch the moment, families. You could see the moment where in a normal situation, he would have been shamed. You don't touch a soccer ball with your hands ever. And he was a striker. So, you know, the goalie just got to, the other team just got to take the ball. So it wasn't a high stakes situation. But even then, in a different camp, on a different field, he would have been shamed. There would have been screams. There would have been, there would have been unnecessary and targeting behavior. And instead, everyone laughed because it was funny. Who does that? And then the ball was placed, hit, and instantly it vanished. The moment was over. Everyone's back to business, including the boy who punched the ball. Everything's all business now. Serious, focused eyes, intensity, running hard, sweating, mud shins, all the rest of it. And I think that that moment really epitomizes what this place is all about because they could have punished him, but instead they laughed with him, both teams, just enough to let him know he was off the hook and then they're back at it, back at the action, back at Color War. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off to sleep, surrounded by their friends. Loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.